The following program is a production of Beach Booster Radio. Welcome, race fans. Here's your local racing authority, Sam Chapman, with this week's Sound of Speed on Beach Booster Radio. Welcome, race fans, and this is the Sound of Speed on Beach Booster Radio, and I'm your host, Sam. Here to recap a busy weekend of racing with the MotoGP Series in Catalonia, Spain, the Verizon IndyCar Series were on the streets of Belle Isle for a doubleheader weekend, and the NASCAR Xfinity and Sprint Cup Series were in Pocono for two great days of racing at the Tricky Triangle. We'll get things rolling with the MotoGP Series in Spain and the 2016 Monster Energy Grand Prix of Catalonia. Valentino Rossi would rebound from a 5th place qualifying run and falling to ninth in the opening lap to fight Repsol Honda rider Marc Marquez for the lead with 19 laps remaining in the Grand Prix. Despite a persistent effort from Marquez to try and regain the lead, which he even did do with 3 laps to go, only to have Rossi take back the point on the penultimate lap. From then on, Valentino Rossi and his movie star Yamaha would cruise to the win for number 114 of his career. Marquez would settle for second, and fellow Repsol Honda rider and teammate Danny Pedrosa would come home in third. The Verizon IndyCar Series would be in Belle Isle, Detroit, Michigan, for the Quick and Loans Duel in Detroit. Race 1 would see some foggy and damp conditions throughout the afternoon. It would be Sebastian Bourdais edging out Connor Daly on a round of pit stops in the closing laps, who'd get the win in race number 1. Connor Daly would come home in second, and Juan Pablo Montoya would round out the podium. Here's what Bourdais had to say following his 35th career win. I, I, I'm not quite sure, you know, honestly, uh, the key was to try and get some clean air and, and they managed to do that at some point when we, we topped up and we had that six lap uh, extra or something like that. And, and that really was the key for our race um, to, to actually be able to, to produce some fast laps and, uh, and not be stuck in traffic constantly because, you know, if you're following the train in front of you, um, it just doesn't work. And that kind of beat us a little bit at the beginning because we had... We, a lot of us had the same idea of pitting early and getting rid of the reds and and that really didn't get us anywhere because you know basically all three cars in front of me did it and and a couple of guys who were behind us jumped us because they did it a couple of laps later minus the the out lap so um man and after that i was like we're done. I mean, that, that not only we didn't make headways but we lost positions. So how are we going to make that work? And uh, and you know, when the yellow came out soon after and, and we came in and topped up, that, that really was the, the key moment for us because from that moment onwards, every time we were a little bit out of sync and could produce some fast laps when the guys were coming out of the pits and uh, I, could, I could, you know, run pretty quick with the Firestone black tires and I was very happy with the car and, uh, and then, you know, just not being stuck in traffic made the difference. So... Uh, towards the end there it was uh, very dicey uh, a bit a bit of a drizzle and and then a lot of you know fights coming off the pits whenever I, whether I was coming off the pits myself or the guys were coming off the pits there was some really close uh, wheel to wheel action and uh, and we came out on top and uh, I really couldn't be any happier Race number two would see slightly sunnier conditions in Belle Isle. The race would be decided by a late race caution while Sebastian Bourdais would be in the race lead and the same circumstances that helped him in race one took away the win in race number two as he was forced to pit with a group of about four cars with less than nine laps remaining, handing the lead to Will Power. Power would cruise to his first win in over a year on the streets of Detroit. Simon Pagano would finish in second and Ryan Hunter Ray took the final podium step. Here's what dual race number two winner Will Power had to say following his first victory of 2016. 
Uh, yeah, it's it's great. You know, we've been uh, it's been a weekend where we were knocking on the door. You know, in uh, in, in practice, obviously had a bad first qualifying, and then was fast in the race yesterday, and we had an issue, and um, was fast in qualifying this morning, fast enough for pole, and got my two best laps taken away. So it's very satisfying. Very satisfying. It's been a been a tough season, I would say, but uh, yeah, I've kind of kept the faith and just kept picking away, you know, plot plodding away. The NASCAR Xfinity Series would be in Pocono for the first time in series history for the running of the Pocono Green 200. The race would be cut short due to rain in the area, and Kyle Larson, who's been so close to winning in several events in both the Spring Cup and Xfinity Series, only to have bad luck take away those chances, would finally have something go right as the yellow flag would fly for rain on the speedway with Larson in the lead. The race was past the halfway point, making it official, but NASCAR would put in their best effort to try and drive the two-and-a-half-mile track, but the rain kept falling, handing the win to Kyle Larson. Eric Jones would be the highest-placing Xfinity Series regular, coming home in second. Here's what Kyle Larson had to say following his win in Pocono. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm, I'm happy with it. Um, now that the race is over and we got the win, it could uh, clear out so we can race tomorrow for the cup race. But um, no, it was, uh, we, were, we were good, a, a little bit better than what I thought we'd be. Uh, we were more comparable to Gibbs cars than what I thought we'd be uh, based off practice and then qualifying. So, um, yeah, that was good. Uh, Shiplet and, and all the guys did a really good job adjusting the car. Wasn't super pumped about it um, during practice. And then we put on stickers and, and kind of got the feel that I wanted or closer to the feel I wanted and uh, knew we'd be okay. I uh, didn't really think I'd, I'd win today, but um, it all worked out. Uh, they had a good pit strategy to get us track position and uh, had had some good restarts there with uh, Elliot Sadler pushing me. So um, all in all, really solid day and uh, been, a, been a solid few weeks. Uh, and, and really every time I've gotten in, into the Xfinity car, uh, we've been fast and, and close to winning. So it's nice to finally put it all together and, and get a win. The NASCAR Spring Cup Series would also be in Pocono for the Exalta We Paint Winners 400. Bad weather in the area that showed no signs of letting up would force NASCAR to delay the race until Monday morning. Monday turned out to be much better, and Team Penske would sweep the front row with Brad Keselowski alongside Joey Logano to bring the field down to the drop of the green flag on a sunny Monday afternoon. It wouldn't take long for the first yellow flag to come out for an incident on track. Just four laps in, Matt DiBandetto would go for a spin in turn one. DiBandetto would keep it off the wall and be able to continue. Brian Scott would bring out the next yellow flag for an incident on track as he would kiss the outside wall, going into turn one, and go for a spin. Scott would suffer minor damage and be forced to pit road for repairs. Tony Stewart would bring out the yellow flag on lap 93. Smoke would get loose coming out of turn one. And Danica Patrick wouldn't have anywhere to go as the two teammates would get together and hit the outside wall. Patrick would come back down across the track, clipping Landon Castle, sending his car hard into the outside wall as well. All three drivers were done for the afternoon. Lap 110, one of the stronger cars of the day, Kyle Busch, would be a victim of circumstance as Ryan Newman would get loose underneath the 18. As the 31 slid up the track, he would make slight contact with Busch, sending his Toyota Camry hard into the outside wall, exiting turn one. Austin Dillon would have issues Monday afternoon. If you caught the Sound of Speed pre-race show, I talked about how fast these guys are entering turn one, sometimes over 200 miles an hour. As Austin Dillon was setting up to dive into turn one, his right front brake rotor would explode, sending his car up the track and hard into the outside wall, completely flattening the right side of Dillon's number three car. This would bring out the yellow flag on lap 118. Dillon's race would be over, but luckily he would be okay after his hard hit. The following restart, Jimmy Johnson would have issues as the field filed through turn one. Johnson would get loose, make contact with the 13 of Casey Mears, and spin towards the inside of the track, making contact with the inside wall. Ending the six-time series, champs shot at a win in the closing laps. This would set 
up the final restart of the day where Kurt Busch would wrestle away the lead from Dale Earnhardt Jr. and Chase Elliott before setting sail. The whole field was short on fuel as the race began to wind down, and you could hear the drivers cutting off the engines, pushing in the clutch, short-shifting. These guys were doing whatever they needed to do to save a few drops of Sunoco racing fuel and make it to the finish. Veteran driver Kurt Busch knew exactly what he needed to do to make it to the finish, and the 2004 NASCAR Spring Cup Series champion would cruise to his first win of 2016, locking that 41 SHR Chevrolet into the NASCAR chase for the Sprint Cup. Making his win even more impressive, Bush would get the win with a substitute crew chief after Tony Gibson was suspended for one race after his team missed a lug nut in the previous event. Dale Earnhardt Jr. would settle for second, Brad Keselowski came home in third, and Chase Elliott and Joey Logano would round out the top five in the Exalta We Paint Winners 400. Kurt Busch finally locked himself into the 2016 chase for the Sprint Cup, becoming the ninth different driver to do so. Here's what Bush had to say following his win in Pocono. It's an amazing feeling when you get to drive into Victory Lane and in any track, any weekend, at any time. And it's very special because it makes you think of all the hard work that everybody at uh, Stuart Haas Racing put into this car. And to be in position, you know, that's what it's all about. And Johnny Klossmeyer called a perfect race to, you know, gamble on the fuel a little bit. But he also, um, you know, gave me the ball. He's like, hey, we're two laps shy. Um, go get it for us. And so as a driver, you know, we were restarting, I think, 10th at that point. Uh, we had to work through some of the, the guys that stayed out, which you knew uh, or I knew we, we could get those guys because, you know, they were really gambling on fuel. Uh, but just overall, um, you know, a great team effort. It's, uh, it's a lot of work at the shop, but each week we've been in position this year so far, um, and we haven't quite sealed the deal. And so today we did, and we're going to enjoy this win. Points as NASCAR gears up for Michigan, Kevin Harvick leads Kurt Busch, Brad Keselowski, Carl Edwards, and Kyle Busch rounds out the top five in the NASCAR Sprint Cup Series point standings. Dale Earnhardt Jr. had a solid race coming home in second. Here's what Jr. had to say following the race. It was all right. We uh, certainly finished better than we should have. Our car wasn't quite a second-place car. We started off really tight and really slow, probably about a 15th-place car. Greg and the guys made a lot of changes and made the car better. Uh, I don't really know exactly how much better we got it compared to the competition, but we certainly made it more competitive. Uh, we just didn't get any practice. You know, we've, the driver's been asking NASCAR to take away the morning practice and add a little bit to the second one to make that Saturday practice an hour and a half. And we didn't, you know, it was just an hour. This is, takes you a minute to run around this track. You can't give it 13 damn laps in practice. I don't know how we're supposed to figure out what our cars are doing. So we came into this race really just with no idea. We we made a lot of changes last night. We basically put in an old setup that worked uh, in the past, and uh, it started off missing the mark pretty bad. But they worked on it and got it better, and uh, we'll take the points. We've had a rough month, so this is a decent finish for us. Join me this Sunday as I get you geared up for Michigan and get you set up with everything you need to know heading into the Firekeepers Casino 400. Until then, you can head on over to the Sound of Speed's Facebook and Twitter pages to keep in touch and up to speed with all sorts of motorsports news throughout the week. Before I go, I'd like to thank Beach Booster Radio. Without them, the sound of speed wouldn't be possible. Head on over to beachboosterradio.ca to listen to some great music, shows, and keep in touch with everything with Saga Beach. 
Hit the podcast tab at the top of the page, and you can find the latest edition of The Sound of Speed and all the other great shows Beach Booster Radio has to offer. Be sure to check out the blog where you can find the digital version of the Beach Booster publication, which is always great to read. You can also download the Beach Booster Radio app from the Google Play and Apple App Store for free and take Beach Booster Radio with you everywhere you go. That's about it for today. Don't forget to join me Sunday to get set up for the Firekeepers Casino 400 from the Michigan International Speedway. Until then, thanks for listening, and have a great night, race fans. The preceding program is a production of Beach Booster Radio. Written, recorded, and produced in Wasaga Beach, Ontario. We thank you for listening to Beach Booster Radio, Wasaga Beach's only locally owned and operated radio station. We are local. We are Wasaga Beach. We are Beach Booster. Hi, this is Brian Smith, Mayor of the Town of Wasaga Beach, and you're listening to Beach Booster Radio.